Hello, and welcome to An Unknown Adventure, podcast number 45. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann, and today we're here with Johnny Estling of YouChooseMyAdventure.com. Since I am behind on editing and posting the podcast, we actually recorded this at the end of May before Johnny went on his full-time nomad stint, and it's now the end of November, and he's come full circle, and he's back home in the U.S. for a short time before he embarks again. Before we get to his interview, I'll give you my short update. I am also back home in my city of origin, Los Angeles. I've been here for two weeks, though honestly, it feels like I've been here for two years. I won't go into all the drama except to say that family sure knows how to push all the wrong buttons. On the positive side, I am seeing friends, I'm going to sobriety meetings, and I met someone who I am having a wild, passionate, all day, short-lived love affair with. That part is quite amazing since I spent 18 months not dating and mending my shattered soul and heart. Dramatic, yes, but also true. (laughs) I was supposed to leave in a week, but I decided to stay longer, spend more time seeing friends. And now it is time for the fun and interesting interview with Johnny. He talks about his motivation to become a full-time digital nomad and drops sage advice and wisdom. So today we have Johnny, who's running choosemyownadventure.com, which is an interactive travel blog where he lets the readers choose where he goes and what he does. He's leaving on a journey to live a nomadic life next week. But by the time this airs, you'll have been living your nomadic life for months. So after 20 years in the entertainment industry and losing his best friend, he's been trying to fill a void and travel is the one thing that has done that. So he thought, why not live a life of travel, but in a fun and unknown way? So welcome to the podcast, Johnny. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you. So how did you come up with the Choose Your Own Adventure? So I was living in New York and originally I had moved home in September of 2019 to live in my parents' basement. And I was going to just, I turned 40 in July of 2020. And so I was just going to go travel for one year. I was just going to go just around the world for one year and just travel. And then COVID hit, obviously, and that did not happen. And so originally I was going to do like this whole, I'll just share my thing, whatnot. Yeah. And as I was sitting in isolation for three months at my parents' basement, I just kind of reconfigured what I wanted to do and realized that this is really what I want to do in general. And then the ideas started coming of how I want to do this blog. And for some reason, this thing popped in my head. Like I used to read these You Choose My Adventure books as a kid and I loved them. And I, I did my research. I was like, is this a thing? Does anyone doing this right now? And I couldn't find anything. I'm sure it's out there though, but I couldn't find anything like in the first like three pages of Google. If you type it in, it was always, you choose my adventure, like the books. So I looked up the website for you choose my adventure. It was available surprisingly as well. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I really, I'm a person of habit and comfort. And part of this whole thing is I want to get out of that. And that was an opportunity as well by not having I still have some control because I'm not letting them choose 100% where I go and giving them like two or three things to vote on. But at the same time, I don't know where I'll be going. And I'm going to go like I find out on Thursdays usually and I'll go on Friday. So I don't really have any time to plan and whatnot. So it's just on the whim 
which is really kind of something I want to do. So that's where it came from. Like, it was mainly just in quarantine. And I was like, I wanted to refigure everything and do it. And yeah. so are, are you giving them like a choice? One, two, three, or yeah. Like how do yeah, you- yeah. So, so it's, yeah, I do a poll. I started it in September. I just, cause I'm going to say one place, one city every month. And then from there, I'm going to, every weekend, I'm going to go out to somewhere unknown more. Like the first month I'm supposed to stay in Budapest, like in July, when I actually start the, what the voting was, but I don't know if Budapest will be open, but if I was in Budapest, then I was going to stay in Budapest for a month. Then every weekend I was going to go to some smaller city in Hungary to explore the unknown of Hungary, not just Budapest. But while I'm in Budapest, get to know it and really see where locals eat and do and not just the touristy things. So then I'll be then the next one was going to be Prague. So I'd say in Prague. And then from there, I'd, every weekend I'd go somewhere different and come back and say, this is what I saw. And maybe you don't know this part of the Czech Republic, but it's really cool. And then like five people live in this village, but I, I milked a cow or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah, so. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. And then I see you, but you've been doing stuff so far. Yeah, I've been in Minnesota. I wanted to get a feel and run of what's going to happen and how I'm going to do. So I've just been playing around. And so I've been doing a lot of local travel. Like the last one I did, I stopped because I've been working seven days a week the past few weeks just to save up money and as much money as I can for this final few weeks. But like the last one I went on, like they got to choose between Judy Garland was born here. So there's like a house. Her birth home is here. So the choice was to go to her birth home and there's like a little museum. And then the other choice was to go to Paisley Park, which is Prince's home slash recording studio. So it was like the battle of the two big celebrities from Minnesota. Yeah, I knew I was going to win. Yeah, Paisley Park won. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I would have voted for Judy Garland. I mean, too. I'm a musical theater actor from for many years. So I love Judy Garland, but... I go where they tell me and you know, I, was, I like Prince. Like I don't have any, yeah. I like his music. I yeah. was just like a crazy Prince fan. Yeah. But, yeah. but it was a great experience. And like so far, I don't think, cause I've done about maybe five or six in Minnesota. And I don't think I've really ever, no one's ever picked the one I want to do, which is fine. And I was like, oh, I hope they do this one. And it never happens. It's always, I even I did like a redemption one where I was okay, these are all the ones that I wanted to do but I didn't get to go. And they even picked, they didn't pick the one I wanted to go to on that one either. I was like, I just want to go to the house on the rock because it's a cool location. I really want to go. And they didn't do it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> but <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. You could go anyway. <laughs> I could, but I think I, that's defeats the purpose. Well, so then you blog about each experience? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I blog about every experience, give my perspective. Once I'm out on the road, it's gonna be a little bit different. Like I'm planning, like I'm gonna do like a photo journal Friday where you get to see the week of what I did, and and then whatever people voted on, I'll tell all the information about that as well. Though I'm also thinking like I might do a daily vote on like Instagram or on the social media where they can vote. Should I like I'm I was a vegetarian for two years. Eat, I brought meat back into my diet because I want to eat the food over there for some reason. So one of the things is like I was looking at this place and they sell like it's a country where they eat every part of the animal. Mm-hmm. And so there's a spleen sandwich and then there's some pasta with like the intestines. And so I'd be like, should I eat the spleen sandwich or the intestines pasta? And that's just like a daily thing. And in some cases it's more adventurous. Should I skydive or scuba dive? Like I want to do both, but right. I, that gets expensive. I mean, those right, two but- are- 
But see, you want to do both. So at least you're giving them a choice of two things that you actually do want to do. Yes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a daily thing. Like even, even not to the things like maybe it's like the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre, for example. That's just like, I wouldn't do that one because I've already been to both. But right. But that's just like, what do you want to see? And that daily thing on social media where they can vote. And that would be more like the daily story I told. Yeah, I like that. So I hate to ask about the like impetus for this, for your whole life change, because it's your friend, your best friend passing away. But can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very open about it since it happened even. So I met my best friend. I actually lived in San Francisco for three years. And in, in my middle of my New York stint, I moved there for three years because I was like, I'm done with New York and I'm never going back. And then three years later, I moved back. But I was working at a bar in the Castro and that's where I met Patrick. We worked together and yeah, and we just became really, we became best friends. I never really felt like I, I fit in a lot throughout my life. Like, I know people love me and they like me, but I've never really had that connection where I had just that friend that I gets me 100%. I'm a little off. I know it. I know it. My, my mind goes to weird places, but I will randomly think one day, like, how is Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen doing? And not what are they doing in the tabloids? Are they having breakfast today? That's where my mind goes sometimes. And he got that. And so this friendship grew and I moved to New York. He came out to visit me three or four times after I left. And he had talked about moving there and we had talked about, you know, we eventually wanted to go to Europe because he loved Italy and his best friend, his other best friend lived in Ireland. So we could go to Ireland, then go down to Italy. And we never got to do it. He went in the hospital on a Sunday. It was actually last week was the five year anniversary. So he went in the hospital on Sunday and he died on a Tuesday of an inflamed pancreas. So it was literally just like nothing. And for six weeks after losing him, like I went into a, like an extreme depression. And this is actually why I'm very open about it because I'm open about on on social media. I'm open about my struggles, my depression, because I sat for six weeks before I went into therapy for it. I sat for six weeks and I watched everyone on social media move on or people that even know him, like they're sharing their their best lives. And I think that's great. I don't condemn anyone for just showing the better parts of their lives. I don't think you need to spill your business. But for me personally, I chose after that six weeks, I was like, I can't just only show the best parts of my life. I have to share when I'm down and as well as when I'm up. Because I know there's other people out there looking and seeing why is everyone else going on and I can't. So I started doing that and I've just been very open about it. But because of his death, I took a trip, a six week trip, my first trip to Europe. I started in Ireland where I met his best, his other best friend who I've never met. I've heard of her, but she moved to Ireland, like I think the year before I moved to San Francisco. And so I like we always she reached out to me after he died even. And she's like, hey, I know we don't know each other, but I know a lot about you. So I feel like I know you. And I said, same. And, and so we had been emailing for about a few months after he'd passed. And I said, I'm thinking about going on this trip for him in his honor. And I would love to come to Ireland and meet you. And she's like, yeah, come and stay. You're more than welcome. You know, stay as long as you want. I was like, well, I'll just stay for four days. I'm not going to, I don't know you even really. So yeah, so that was the first trip that kind of got me hooked. It was a, it was a great trip. But it's also awful because <laughs> there was like th- certain things that just would pop out. And I'm like, Patrick, this is Patrick. Like even in Paris, like there's like, like little paintings that you wouldn't look, see if you, unless you looked up and they're like Nintendo, like Mario Brothers from like the 80s. I'm like, oh, Patrick loved Mario and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like all everything reminded me of him. And then I broke my shoulder there on that trip <laughs> three weeks in. 
and I ended up having, <laughs> I had to have surgery. I, so I broke my shoulder in Florence and had to have surgery in Rome. Cause I either, I had to go back to the U S and get my surgery or I had to get surgery in Rome and continue. And after talking to my parents, they're like, you need to stay. And I agree. And I stayed and I got surgery and I actually ended up having surgery on his birthday. So I was wearing like his t-shirt, like I was tight and like in this cast. And then like, I got in it and had surgery on his birthday, but it was the, the best trip I could have ever taken. I think, I don't think anything's ever compared to it ever again. Cause it was my first time. And I don't think there's anything better than the first time in general. So it was just like, yeah. And I wouldn't change it for the world, the surgery and all. It was a great story. And the story of, of how I broke it is really lame. Like I just <laughs> fell on a cobblestone road in the middle of the afternoon and hit it just the wrong way. That was it. I wasn't like out like partying all night and I, or I wasn't like on the back of some handsome Italian man's moped and we fell off. I was just looking up at the architecture and boom, I went down and broke my shoulder. But oh, I, I actually, I just have to interject that I was on the back of a handsome man's moped in Italy. <laughs> Yeah, that's the goal one day, but just, under the Tuscan sun moment. Yeah, I just, I met him at a cafe. He was the owner. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, nothing. He's want to hop on the back of my moped and go to an island. And I said, sure. See, <laughs> that's what I want to happen. <laughs> but it didn't. But it can. It's real. But it can. But it can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want my rom-com moment. How many places did you go to on that trip? So I went from... I went to Dublin, to London. I have a friend in London, saw him. I went down to Paris and I spent most of my time in Italy. So I went to Milan, Venice, Florence, then Rome. And then in the Amalfi Coast. I went to the Amalfi Coast for my birthday with my broken shoulder. So it was, I was like, oh, I'm on the beach in a warm, hot sling. Like, this is fun. <laughs> and has but it then I went back to, oh yeah, it's perfectly fine. I have full movement. And, but yeah, I was just like, I was like, of course I'm in. <laughs> And did you have health insurance? I did not. <laughs> that was the, the one thing, I, one thing, a major thing I learned is get first off my health insurance. I was working at Trader Joe's before I left. So I had health insurance, but the health insurance ran out the month or two days after I broke it. Oh. I was like, I left in June and then in July 2nd, it broke. So my health insurance had just run out, but luckily I was in Italy and it didn't cost that much. <laughs> Okay, good. Like next to nothing. The costs did go up when I came back to America and had to have, because I had an old surgery and had pins. So I had to have the pins removed. Then that's when the costs went way up. And luckily, my sister raised some money for me, which was very nice of her because I was over in Europe alone and I didn't know anyone. And she had raised some money. So I had that went towards those bills and stuff, luckily. But yeah, but I learned travel insurance is very important. So I'm, I'm currently like searching for which one I want to use for what I leave actually right now. So this trip that you're about to take, do you know how long you're going to be gone for? Or it's I have enough saved where I could go for about a year and a half without needing to make anything. I would like to go longer. I would personally, I would like to go for the next 10 years. Honestly, there is there, although there is a goal. So for sure, it will be a year. I might have to come back and get vaccinated again, get the booster or whatnot. And I want to see my mom and dad. My mom and dad are getting older. and But I definitely don't think I'll come back till next May. But there, like the end goal is, I'm actually the reason I'm staying in 
each city for a month is because I really want to get to know it. And I eventually want to offer like a travel, start a travel company where I will come and show you the city, but how, but through the eyes, more of through the eyes of a local way, not so much the here's the Eiffel Tower and here's the Louvre. Like I'm going to take you to that corner little museum that you don't know about. And that awesome restaurant, that's not going to charge you the tourist charge that a lot of them do. And then this is really get to know each place that I'm staying in and every place I go and just I'll come and take pictures for you and your family and more of a personalized thing than like a large tour group. So that's like the end goal. But yeah, I really just I don't want to come back. I hear you. I don't and blame you. It's just I don't have and like I said before, like I was in theater for a long time. And that's actually where my love of travel came from was I did national tours of different shows and I traveled in a bus for six months. And I didn't, I never wanted this show to end, not because I didn't want the show to end, but because I I wanted to keep going to these different places. And even when I was home, I don't like going home. I, even like when I was living in New York, like I got off work and I would just still just walk around the city for an hour after work. Cause I didn't want to go home. I'm bored at home. And I've always been that way. So this is my ideal life is just, going to a different place every time and every month and living somewhere different and getting to know like the local. Are you doing like Airbnbs or how are you the accommodation? To start, I'm going to do Airbnb, even though they're, have you looked at Airbnb lady? Yeah. Cleaning fees are ridiculous. Yeah. They're like two nights. It costs the same for two nights for a cleaning fee. I was like, okay. But so yeah, I'm going to do a couple Airbnbs to start. When I'm in Paris first, I'll be staying with a friend. And I might do work away, maybe. And there's something that I just learned about called co-living spaces. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a co-living.com website. I looked it up and I found a pretty reasonably priced one in Portugal, but they have them all over. I listened to this other podcaster and she stayed in one in Japan, in Tokyo. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was affordable. And in the, the one that I saw, you have your own bedroom and bathroom, but the rest of the space is shared. Yeah, because I like when I did this the first trip, I did all Airbnbs and I did all just to get your own room. Like I didn't get my own place. And that was fine. Like I actually like the friend I'm staying with in Paris, he was actually my host and we just hit it off. And he's come to see me. Like when I broke my shoulder, actually, even he's, do you need a place to stay? And I was like, I guess I have an open week because I'd left that last week open just to do what I wanted. And so I ended up just going back to Paris. Like he was like, come see my doctor. It'll be for free. And I'll use, I was like, okay. And he like changed my bandages. Like we became good friends. He's come to New York a couple of times. Came to Minnesota when I first moved back. And I've been out to see him a couple of times. And so I didn't mind that situation. But I think for the first couple week months, at least, I'm going to just do my own place and kind of see how it is. I'm not a hostel guy, so I need my own space. But. Yeah, some of the hostels, the nicest place I ever stayed in was in, in China in a hostel where I had my own room, yeah. my own bathroom, and it was $15 a night. Oh, so really? there, there are hostels that you have your own room. I've stayed in group rooms in hostels, and I wouldn't do that again, but unless yeah. I had to. But yeah. So what are you going to do about the shun gun three-month ruled so the first three months i'm doing that whole three months in that area so i'm gonna it's supposed to be right now it's supposed to be like i'll be in paris and italy i'm just gonna see friends i'll still ask people where i should go for like the weekend and then i'm supposed to go to budapest for the second month and then it's supposed to be prague the third month and i had them vote and so then i'm gonna go to albania for a month okay and then croatia and then scotland and for christmas i'm gonna i'm just gonna go to london because i want to I'm making my own choice. 
for that month. But I just want to spend, I have a friend there, so I don't want to spend Christmas alone. So I'm just going to go there and hang out there. And then after that, my 90 days will pass and I'll go back out. So I'm just going to go between London-ish. Yeah. And this podcaster that I follow recommends Bulgaria. So it's a non-shun gun. And it's supposed to be one of the best places, especially for digital nomads, super crazy, inexpensive, really good food and super safe and nice people. Yeah, that was a choice. I did actually have Bulgaria. It was between Bulgaria, Bosnia and Albania. And they chose Albania. But I really want to go to Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. And it's for the stupidest reason. It's have you ever seen the movie Spy with Melissa McCarthy? A long time ago. I don't remember it. And there's this one stupid joke in it. And then she, then I forget her name from Bridesmaids, the other one, but she's the like the gorgeous like spy in it. And she's like, you remind me of my mother. She was a Bulgarian clown. And now ever since that, I'm just like, I just want to meet a Bulgarian clown. <laughs> That's the whole reason I put it on there. I didn't know anything about Bulgaria until I, after I researched it, but. I yeah, like, it's supposed to be. It's apparently it's quite amazing. And Romania too. Yeah. Which is a little underrated as well. And it's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. And that's that one, that whole one, like all three of them I would have gone to, but Albania too, I've been looking at that and they're like saying it's like the poor man's Greece. Like the beaches are just as beautiful. No one goes there though. Right. So it'd be interesting to. And you're already going to be in the Shungun countries for six months and you only have a three months figured out for the non-Shungun. So you have another three months. You could hit all those other places. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like to, I might just do like a German trip and you can choose these three German cities. I love Germany. I've never been. (laughs) I ended up by accident in Germany. I went to get a tattoo. Oh, not, oh, all right. That's a big tattoo. Yeah, it's, it's a big <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. And, uh, and I planned it a couple years in advance because she's super booked out. And then my cousin said to me, oh, because I was just going to run in to Leipzig and run and then go home. And she said, no, I want to go with you and we'll stay for two weeks. And so I extended it. I had a trip and I extended it to six weeks and she made all the plans and paid for all the Airbnbs. And she had us going to all these places and we figured out where to go together. And then her appendix burst. Oh. And yeah. And she said, look, don't pay me back for anything. You just go. I said, okay. And it ended up, I had made a friend in Dresden. I made a friend here in Dresden on a train trip here. And so I visited her, but then I went to Berlin, which I had no interest in going to. And it's my, now my favorite city in the world. Yeah. I really want to go to Berlin. I have a friend that he does drag there. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> He's like, a, you're, cause you're in the, the Bay Area, right? Yeah, I'm near San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So he's actually, I met him in San Francisco and now he lives over there and he's just became like this drag phenomenon over there. Got a beard on everything and wears a dress and the wig, but he's awesome. I and, love it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. and the girl I went to college, she lives in Hamburg. So I want to go see her. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to go to Berlin. Like it's, and also I want to go down to, why can't I think of the other big name, big city there? Is it the one with the castle? No, it's the one with the never-ending story museum. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know about that. Never-ending story was filmed in Germany, and there is a museum where you can drive. You can get a picture on the luck dragon. So, oh, <laughs> I base cool. a lot of my travel on like movies because nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong. And you'll love the trains in Germany, spotless. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and on time. Oh, nice. It's and after Italy where it says this train is coming at this time and then it's the wrong train. Yeah. And then nobody will tell you it's the wrong train. Yeah. And then you end up with somewhere you didn't, and it's so confused and nothing's on time. Yeah. 
You're lucky if there is a train. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I know, but yet I want to live there for some reason. Like I have this in Italy. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't blame you. I just Gorgeous. like. Yeah, but the, yeah, you're right. It is always on. And as like as a guy that lived in New York for a long time, I my public transportation is pretty important. But right. high expectations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely remember like we waited. Like I went with my parents the year after I broke my shoulder. I brought them. Aww. And yeah, the wait times though. It's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just yeah, sit I'm, on the train for a while. Yeah, I'm just the wrong train. Oh, it's supposed to come at 504. Oh no, that's not the right one. Like, at least I, I learned to ask. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. So. Yeah. So this is exciting. There's there are a lot of ways, I'm sure, to make money while you're traveling. Yeah, I have a few ideas myself, but so you don't have to stop and come back and make money. You can just keep going. And I'm gonna think that you're going to keep going for 10 years. There's lots of people who have done it. There's yeah. people who are doing it right now. There's lots of ways to do it. Yeah. I live pretty cheaply in my life. That's the other thing is to live cheaply, travel light. Yeah. I've spent a lot of money on what I'm bringing with, but I'm bringing my life for forever. How long? So yeah, I'm going to spend money on a good backpack and like quality things that are need to last for a while. Because like when I, I went to that first time, I bought a $70 backpack and I went twice, use it twice on two six week travel and it already started tearing in the shoulder area. And so then I bought this $300 backpack. And I'm like, this is going to last though. And I love right. it. And it's, I'm obsessed with it. I like, what is it? It's a nomadic 40 liter bag. So I don't know. It's just this plain black bag. But is that the brand? That's the brand. Yeah. It's nomadic with a T though. And yeah, it's a, uh, I actually, all my stuff has become nomadic now. It, they were a Kickstarter thing. Oh, cool. So it's like, they asked like a bunch of travelers what they wanted, what was missing from their stuff. And yeah, it's just a really functional bag. And then the, now my, my packing cubes are from them. I sound like a commercial. I am an affiliate for them now, but I'm not doing it for that. I brought this. I actually bought this bag before You Choose My Adventure even was a thing. Like I got it for my 40th like trip, but I just love their stuff. Like I'm obsessed with it. And oh, look them up. I am obsessed with backpacks. Yeah. So I have, I, I bought a packed P-A-C-K-T or something. And it's really nice backpack for Europe travel. And then I have an Osprey and I have so many backpacks. I have for backpacking, Yeah. for camping. I have a different backpack. I have so many back. It's just, it's, I love backpacks. Yeah, I, I do too. I only have like, well, I have, this is my one really good one. And then I have a bunch of collapsible backpacks. I'm obsessed with them. I'm like, you can just zip them up and all. Oh, I love those. I have those too. Yeah, I have four of them now. I'm like, <laughs> why do I keep buying these? I'm only going to use the one, but I love them. And I have the, so I have the nomadic one. That's the one I'm bringing with me. because that's my favorite. But I also have an Osprey one that like, it goes into the palm of your hand. That's how small it gets. Like I that. love Osprey. Yeah. They have good products. Yeah, they do too. Yeah. So I was just like, but yeah, I have, I have a lot of backpacks. I'm like, that's more awesome. Than I know my dad keeps like, I keep getting stuff sent to me. Like I'm done now, but I kept getting stuff sent. And he's like, you're just, he's like, you're just going to spend all your money before you even go. I was like, this is stuff I need though. Totally. No, <laughs> really. I know I'm fine. I'm doing that for van life. Yeah. I'm like buying all the stuff that I need in the van, but I'm trying to get rid of all my stuff that I have here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's just kind of, it's refreshing though. Just letting everything go. I'm like, I'm like yeah. oh. And your parents are supportive. Like, how are they feeling about this? I could tell my parents that I want to pick up dog poop for the rest of my life. And they'd be like, okay, Aww. if you're happy, you do it. 
because I have had many a career. Mainly, like mainly, I was in like entertainment. Like I, I went from acting, and I wanted to be a casting director after I was done with acting. And they're very supportive of that, but it's hard to get into. And then, then I started writing plays while I was still an actor. And before I even left, like before I decided to do this, like I was choosing between staying in New York and starting a theater company focused on original work by LGBTQ writers, or I was going to do this trip thing. And all my friends were like, go on, go do the year long trip and then come back and do. But now the theater company's out and I just want to live this life of travel and just meet new people and just love new people. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I have a friend who has a theater company and it is not an easy, it's oh, yeah. challenging. I, before I left, because I wrote a show that was, it was basically the, la- the first year of losing my best friend. And I wrote it, I starred in it, which I shouldn't have done. That was the big mistake because it was like reliving it over again. But I wrote it, started it, produced it. And I was like, I really like doing the producing part of this. I would like to continue to do it. But it was a lot of work just for that one show. I can't imagine a year long and just like doing five shows a year. Yeah, so, that's a lot. So I'll stick to the writing and hopefully someone else will produce it. We're working on a musical right now. Me and two friends of mine. And- oh, fun. So what advice would you give people that are aspiring to do something that they've never done, like to travel or do something unconventional? I would say don't wait. (laughs) Like it's like I said, like I was in such a like a creature of habit in general. Like I always went to the same restaurants in New York. I lived in New York for 17 years and it wasn't until about my 16th year that I went to the Natural History Museum and the Met and like all these things that I've been living in this area for years I didn't go do and I regret it and I regret not like for years I was like I'm going to Europe I'm going to Europe even before Patrick and I didn't go I always had an excuse and I as awful as I would take Patrick back in a minute absolutely but that's unrealistic so I always feel awful for saying this but while Patrick dying was the worst thing that ever happened in my life it was also one of the best things that ever happened and my journey with dealing with him has been up and down but the one thing I will say is it taught me to just live your life and be happy and don't hold back. And if no one likes it, who cares? Like your friends are going to stick by if they're your friends. If they don't approve of it, who cares? That's their life. I don't want the picket fence and the husband and the dog in a house. That's not who I am. And it took me a long time to realize that because I convinced myself that's who I was. Me but too. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I was convinced that I need to do this by the time I'm in it. And after Patrick dying, it also it came a lot into my depression as well with dealing with it and just saying, I'm not happy. I've never been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I say, just do it. Yeah. And if they don't like it, and I think it's fine. If your dream is to have the house and the family and the right. good job, go for it. I don't condemn it. I actually applaud you for it, but it's never been who I am. Obviously I went into the arts. So obviously I don't have a, a mentality of, I want to have a structured life right. because no one in the arts it has a structured life mm-hmm. unless you're one the one percent that makes it big but yeah I, I just say go for it and stop worrying what other people think <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. and then what about your advice for your 12 year old self like, I knew this question was coming because I've been listening to your podcast for the past <laughs> few weeks and I actually I was like at first I was just like let's just see what I'm getting into and then I started listening to it I actually really enjoyed it so I kept Aww. listening so I actually been thinking about this and the original one was don't work so hard at something you don't love but that comes across as don't try and I don't want that mm-hmm. so it really came down to is it's okay to say no and I'm not talking about obviously if 
you're in a situation that you don't feel comfortable with, you can say no, right? That's not even that. I'm saying I've worked so many jobs where because I do work hard and because wherever job I do, I try to do my best. I've been taken advantage of a lot. And even as a bartender for many years, just because I was an actor, it, it goes hand in hand, the old joke, like I'm an actor, what restaurant do you work at? And so even at the bar, like I would be giving the hundred percent and then I'd always be asked, Hey, called out. Can you come in today? Even though it's my one day off that week, I would always say yes. Or, Hey, can you clean all the crap underneath the sinks? Cause no one else would do it. So I'd say yes. So that was like my main thing is just say no, like it's okay to be like, it's my time. It's okay to be selfish. Like, obviously don't be like all the time. No. And all about me, but it's okay to have me time. Yeah, it's good. And I, I think we need more of that. It's hard because well, a lot of us just want to people please. Yeah. And that's what I like. Even like when I decided to leave acting, like I loved acting. Don't get me wrong. Like it is now after traveling, acting was my favorite part of my life, but I still felt like there was a little bit of pressure to keep doing it longer than I actually probably should have Mm -hmm. because it is very, it's a very tiring career. I don't think people realize it. Oh yeah. What I consider myself a successful actor just because a fourth of the year when I was an actor, I was acting. Whereas people will see successful actors as the ones with fame and money. And, but if you're working like a quarter of the year as an actor, you're doing good. Like getting paid for it. No. Yeah. But you're working long. I was an actor and you're working long hours and yeah. And you're spending like, you're spending your day to stand in front of someone for 30 seconds and just to say, thank you. And then you walk out of the room and that's it. You never hear from them again. And you just wait there for five hours. Yeah. Then you have to go to another audition that you signed up for at 6 a.m. Then you have your appointment at, at one o'clock and you're across town and you're, that's the one thing about America's Next Top Model that got right. Like you're running over all around the place Uh trying to get these different appointments that you have. And yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people find you and where can they choose your adventure? Yes. So you can go to youchoosemyadventure.com and on the front page, there'll always be like the vote once it starts. I haven't had one, but once I leave, youchoosemyadventure.com, the new vote will come out every Monday, but then there's also a youchoosemyadventure tab. So you can even hit on that and see what's going on. Instagram, youchoosemyadventure as well. Same as Facebook, youchoosemyadventure. And then on Twitter, youchooseadv1, the number one. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And I can't wait to follow your adventures. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love all of the stuff that you're supposed to do when you like a podcast. So if you can review it, it, other people can see it. And if you can follow me on Instagram, that would be absolutely amazing. My Instagram is my unknown adventure and I will post all of the links for Johnny and his choose you choose my adventure.com. And that's also his Instagram and I'll post all of his links in the show notes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope everybody has a great day or night wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.